Hey everybody, this is Tyzer Evans with Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This week I'm going to be doing a book review on Tony Hughes' book, Combo Prospecting. First, who is Tony Hughes? Tony Hughes is Australian. He's been in the sales game for over 30 years. Um, he was a dedicated sales professional. Now that he's out of the sales game, so to speak, from an industry perspective, he is someone who is a speaker, an author, and he's also a sales coach. So I was really intrigued. Um, this book actually wasn't recommended to me. I was just looking for new sales books that I hadn't found before um, on Amazon, and I came across this, and it had like five-star reviews with a couple hundred reviews on there, so I was intrigued. I like the title kind of caught my attention because I've been really into learning about sales sequencing and how to develop better sales sequencing, and so I figured this would be right up um, my alley as far as what I've been trying to learn this year and how to get better and helping my team get better. So I bought the book and it did not disappoint me. So the, what I'm gonna cover today is the three uh, sections that I found to be most relevant or impactful on me. Uh, I don't wanna give away the whole book, uh, but we'll dive into those three chapters or those three sections right now. So the first thing I wanna talk to you guys about is on page 54 and it's winning combinations old and new. And I think that the, the, this is the epitome of the book is that you really in this weird dichotomy right now in 2020 where you have sales professionals, you know, I'm technically on a millennial, although I'm on the older side of the millennials, where they're used to making phone calls, they're brought up uh, cold calling, then you have the other half of the, the millennials that are, you know, early to mid 90s who are really solely relying on technology. And what this is talking about is the convergence of the two ways of prospecting, right? You're, you're combining old school methods of maybe doing mailing, of course, phone calls, cold calls, leaving voicemails, of course, emailing, but also you're starting to use technology where you're starting to use better capable CRMs. You're tracking uh, more metrics. You're using automatic dialers. You're using sales sequencing software, using automatic email software. So there's you're using funnel software. There's all different types of things that you're using. And what you're starting to see is like a split. You're having the people that have been in sales forever that aren't adapting to the new technologies, but then you also have the young guys that are coming up in sales and they don't know how to pick up the phone and actually talk to a human being. They're relying solely on funnels and on email prospecting and trying to do it through social places like Twitter and LinkedIn and even Facebook. So what he really talks about is there has to be a dichotomy of infusing the two. You have to be able to start to integrate the technology while still being able to be a human and pick up the phone and make relationships. Um, and, and that's really the premise of the book, but he goes into a great amount of uh, detail in this one little sub chapter. Uh, I think there's five chapters, five or six total chapters in the book. And then there's like sub chapters that will be a page to a couple pages long within each chapter is the way the kind of books uh, broke out. That was my first big takeaway because I knew that that's where we're headed. Um, my company's headed there right now. We're integrating a lot of softwares, other companies that kind of jumped on the Salesforce bandwagon several years ago. I think that as long as you're using things like Salesforce and um, you know Zoom Info, Outreach.io, you're using these different SQLs, uh, software, uh, software companies to help you just pick up the phone and have conversations, you're going to be really successful. And that's really the premise of the book. It's about how to use combinations to get in front of your prospect. You know, so you guys know, obviously, I have my own podcast and I get asked a lot, you know, how do you make your podcast? How do you get started on that? And I will tell you, Anchor is the best source for making your podcast. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. 
The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now you can match Anchor with great sponsors who will advertise your podcast for you. That means you can get paid to do a podcast right away. So in fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing and reading this right now, this ad that you're listening to. Uh, So if you're interested in creating your own podcast and or looking how to monetize it, then Anchor is the best way to go. Check it out. If you're just making phone calls, you're going to fail. If you're just relying on email, you're going to fail. If you're just relying on LinkedIn, you're going to fail. Now, if you combine all three of those, you're going to win. Um, So that's really what the book is about, uh, using old and new strategies. So the second part I want to talk to you about, there's a subchapter called Why Being Beat Up is Good for the Soul. You know, when people start to get into sales, especially like with what we do, we make a ton of out. Uh, cold calls every single day. I like to call them cold leads. I don't really like the term cold calls, but um, whatever. And you have to go through getting your butt kicked a little bit to ever be good in sales. You got to have bad phone calls. You've got to leave bad voicemails. So I feel like the more calls you can make or emails you can make or LinkedIn requests you can make, and the more that you get your butt kicked, the better it is for you because it does a couple things. It allows you to learn from your mistakes allows you to show you what strategies and tactics work, but um, it also allows you to gain confidence from your win. You know, sales is a contact sport. So the more you get up up to bat, the more likely you are to get a hit, right? And with every up to bat, you get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And as you start to get better, you start to build more confidence. And if you were to ask me what makes a, what trait does a a great salesperson have to have one over anything else? I would say confidence. Because if you don't have confidence, you cannot convey your message or get anybody to believe that you're credible or buy into anything that you're pitching, period. So you have to have confidence. The only way you get confidence is by getting your ass kicked. And uh, the more you can get your ass kicked early and often in the sales in your sales career or sorry, uh, with a new job, the better off you'll be in the long haul. So I thought that was a really great point that he brought up that, you know, you got you to get your face uh, bloodied and beat in a few times before you really start to get good. And as you go through that and you learn from it, the better it would be, the better your conference, uh, confidence, the better your sales would be. So this next section he called um, friendship and relationships. So oftentimes salespeople think that, hey, I, you know, I, I gotta get in front of this person, I gotta get them to know me, I gotta establish credibility, which is true, you do have to do that. But most importantly, you're there to provide value and to solve a problem, you're not there to gain a new friend. And sometimes salespeople, they get so caught up with the rapport building and trying to establish a friendship and a relationship that they they don't ever ask for the sale because they get too worried. No, I've established this relationship. It's awkward if I ask for the sale. So you don't ever want to lead with relationship and friendship. What you want to lead with is you want to lead with value. And the more value you can provide somebody with helping them solve a problem that they're currently facing or they don't even know that they're currently having, then the better you are with establishing credibility, more likely you are to start to build some rapport and then the relationship will foster, the relationship will develop, but you have to show that you're worth anything. I don't need any more friends, right? Like I don't need any more friends to add to Facebook or the Instagram or whatever. That's not the reason why I'm calling prospects. I'm calling prospects to show them value to do business with them. So we both can earn more. So there's a winning solution. So both of our companies can win. That's why I'm calling on prospects is to show them how valuable I can be in helping them achieve their goals. It's not because I'm calling to make friends. And I think that sometimes, especially newer salespeople, they feel good about just having a good relationship or having a good phone call um, about the football game. 
It's important to understand what people are into, but it's more important to drive value home and show that you're an expert in your field and start to establish credibility through value, not establishing credibility through a friendship because that's not going to work long term. They could be your friend, but it doesn't necessarily mean they want to do business with you because they don't know that you're an expert in your field because you've provided no value. So I thought that was a really important distinction because oftentimes you hear that, oh, you got to build rapport, you got to build rapport. Rapport is important, but it's not everything. And the way you get to building better rapport is by showing that you're an expert and giving value. So those are the three big takeaways for me in combo prospecting. Again, um, it's a very dense book. I really can't emphasize this. You know, it's not a huge book, but um, you know, we actually read this for my uh, my team's uh, book club, uh, book of the month last month, and everybody agreed that it, like you just felt like every page there were so many takeaways. You know, it was like one of those books that you could dip in a highlighter and then go through and just white out a few lines that you didn't like because most of the book is going to be highlighted. So if you're a sales professional and you're looking to take your game to the next level and you're looking at strategies of how do I implement you know, doing my typical calls and using email, and especially the book focuses a lot on using LinkedIn and LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, it's a great book, it's a great pickup. Uh, I actually um, do run our national rookie camp uh, across the country for the company I work for. And I bought this book for uh, all 22 rookies. That's how impactful it was to me and how much I think you can help people. So if you're a sales professional, want to take it to the next level or you're new to sales, this is a must uh, book that you need to have um, by your side at all times. Read it not just once. I'd read it a few times, really let it sink in. And it, you know, one of the things I always stress to my guys, don't just read books to read books. Read books to implement best practices. So when you read this book, then use what's in it or it's going to be worthless. But overall, I love the book. I highly recommend it. It's one of the best sales books I've ever read, period. Um, so great work, Tony Hughes. Uh, that's it. If you liked the video, give me a thumbs up. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Please do so. Uh, drop reviews um, almost every week, sometimes every other week. But reviews come out a couple times a month uh, on, on books or on sales tactics, um, ways to stay motivated and ways to optimize your life. So please subscribe. Hit the red button if you haven't already. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks so much.